We are kicking off a new week of episodes with two of my favorite people. Now, y'all know I love me some I Am The Cute One podcast, and I am joined today by both of the hosts, Chelsea and Donnie, and we had to talk about all things Potomac, okay? Look, we had to talk about that seating chart at the reunion. We got to talk about the theme, which is apparently blue this year. We had to talk about Karen versus Sharice, uh, Giselle versus Candace, Robin and Giselle versus everybody. We had to talk about all of the things, okay? So sit back, get you a cocktail, and enjoy this Potomac chat. But first, make sure you drop down to the bottom of that screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. We love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Oh, hello, everybody out there. I'm back with a great episode. I haven't been talking about Potomac much lately, but y'all know I it's one of my favorite shows on Bravo. I love the cast. I love the people. It's just, it's an hour of unadulterated ridiculousness, foolishness, ignorance. And I, that's my kind of reality TV, okay? I just <laughs> love it from start to finish. And I had to get some people that are, just as ridiculous as me to talk about it with because I feel like only they can truly appreciate what this show is giving us on a weekly basis. So I had to invite your favorite cuties, and they're the I'm looking at them right now. They're the cutest people. I've seen them in person. They're the cutest people in person. Like it's great stuff. How are you guys? I've got I am the cute one here with me today. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Donnie. Hi. Hi. That was very kind of you to just boldface lie about how cute we are. Donnie looks pretty cute, but I texted you just to confirm this video was not going anywhere because I look like a goblin. <laughs> We're, listen, I just did like a whole, I was like, I can't get on here and just like not do anything. So like, I just did like serum on the face and like, oh. I did a milk wash and everything. I was like, no, I've got to do something. Like I look so, I literally, my job had me so bent out of shape today that I had to carry my laptop to the bathroom to pee. Oh. Like I, had to, I had to mute it because like I, I hadn't had a chance to literally get up from my computer. It was so bad. So oh God. Yeah. This so this is so refreshing to me. Hi. Hi. Well Hello. next time just don't mute it and just let them know. Like you're <laughs> we need to have some pee breaks. So I'm now yes. urinating and yes. I will not be muting myself. Like I, that is the best advice I've heard. So I'm <laughs> definitely going to take it. <laughs> I was supposed to record another podcast be right before I came on yours. And I thought that we were recapping season three of Laguna Beach. So I wa I never watched that season because who the fuck is in it? Nobody. So oh my God, I, I watched it. Cammy and oh my, oh God. my God. Yeah. Yes. Them. No, I did not watch it. 
So today I watched all 15 episodes. And when I was on episode 15, then I checked the email again and we were supposed to cover the hills. So- <laughs> oh no. So that's what I did with my day. Wasted it is the answer. <laughs> well, let me ask you, now that you've seen it, how does it compare to seasons one and two? I mean, y'all are y'all are out like, resident nostalgia royalty so how does it in your expert eyes how does season three of laguna beach compare to anything of the time any any reality show of that era i thought it was awful it felt like girls in ohio (laughs) were like pretending to recreate laguna beach like it did not seem like these Mm. girls should be on tv Shout out to Ohio listeners. <laughs> right. <laughs> we love oh our my... Midwest cuties. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That I can't what was the name of the main like Cammy was the best friend of somebody. Who was the main girl on that season? Tessa and Kendra. Tessa and Kendra. Okay. Oh boy, that's coming back to me now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jessica was for some reason was back because she was dating that's somebody. She's pathetic. That's why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, okay. Now, now that you say that, that was kind of a... <laughs> yeah, I, I understand why there was no season four now. Yeah, everybody had sunspots. <laughs> like, it's too much. It was. Oh, no. It was too much. Wasn't Jason back? In, no, he wasn't back, was he? Mm-mm, no. Okay. I was about to say, now that would have been too much, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, before we jump into Potomac... Well, I'm, we're about to jump into Potomac, but <laughs> before we get into the actual, like, show of it all... We found out today is reunion recording day. Yes. They, they actually like, thank God. You know, my biggest concern whenever I find out someone's shooting a reunion is <laughs> that there's no theme. Thankfully, they always usually have a theme. And so their theme is blue. Oh. I don't know if it's anything to go with it, but just blue is what we <laughs> know. So my question for you is, I want to kind of give out some style awards. Who do you think is going to be best dressed at the reunion? <laughs> Who do you think will be the most costumey. <laughs> Who do you think is going to completely miss the mark? <laughs> Who's going to be most chaotic? Like, I want to know all your thoughts. Who's blue? Whose shade of blue isn't going to blue the same blue as the rest of the cast? <laughs> Mia. Like, I need me. Absolutely. Mia. That was my answer as well. <laughs> so who do you, let's start with best dress. Who do you think is going to be best dressed at the reunion? I feel like Candace has been killing it this season. I've always loved her style. Mm-hmm. Donnie just looked at me like I have eight heads, but I at always... the reunion, no. At the reunion, I don't know if it's the pageant girl in her or what it is, but she always wears quinceanera dresses to the reunion. <laughs> but maybe this is the year. She is a she is an artist now. She is a musician. Oh, like she she I've always loved her style. It's a little bit like boho. It's very like I've always loved her style, but this season, it seems like she is intentionally like leaning into the fact that she is a music artist and she's been a little edgier. She's taken more risks. I mean, her body is banging and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is going to be the year that, I mean, she, they, they tried this season for so many reasons for my candy gal. So maybe she's just going to finish <laughs> strong and come out on top once again. I would love that for her. I would love, I don't see, I'm having I don't know if she'll be best dressed at the reunion. I'm hoping for it. I would love that. But I I, I tend to lean a little more with Donnie in that respect because I love yeah. her like style throughout the season. I always yeah. love, like faces always beat and stuff like that. Some of these confessional looks from her this season, though, have been a bit scary. And now it's starting to look a little I perform on stage-ish 
And yes. They're scaring me a little bit. So I don't know how this reunion is going to translate. Yeah. That's when fair. she can dress, like, when she just dresses on the street or for like a cocktail hour or whatever, she looks very good all the time. But when she thinks that she should be making an impression with her outfit, like the reunions, the confessionals, BravoCon, that's when it's like, <laughs> what is happening? See, I it's like luck. it. It's the same reason I like the looks on Beverly Hills. It's like, it keeps me interested, <gasps> even if I hate, not the reunions, but like in oh, general, okay. like throughout the season, I'm always interested, like, what are they going to show up wearing? Because e- even if they look ridiculous, I'm still enjoying it. I mm. will say I'm concerned about this trend that is like, it's basically the new like Chanel earrings, the gloved, uh, it started it, the gloved like mm-hmm. shirts that are attached How do do you go to the bathroom in that? Do you have to take (laughs) off your whole shirt? Are you wiping with the glove? Like I, every time I see that, all I can think of is like, how is this person cleaning themselves after urinating? You know know what's funny when I, I understand exactly what you're saying, because like when I go, this is TMI for everybody listening, but I feel like this is the episode to be TMI. So (laughs) I feel like when I go to like do number two in a bathroom, Uh if I have on a sweatshirt like this, I take it off because like even that's Uh too much. I'm like, oh, I don't want I don't want any like risk of like getting anything on these long sleeves. So like them, the thought of like Marlo did it this past season of Atlanta where she had that blue like mm-hmm. uh gloved mm-hmm. connected whatever look and i was like oh i love that but i was like oh that's so impractical like what are you Mm-mm. doing mm-hmm. all day with that that's like you're eating and what if you're eating finger food somewhere and now you gotta I it's, it's so much i don't know right fashion yeah. is too forward sometimes and but i, I thought of that because candace's look she has like the hooded version of it. It's like mm-hmm. the sweatshirt version and i'm like this is oh, too much because you're adding a hood to this look too so uh, maybe you guys are right on this one, but I'm still, I'm always rooting for my candy gal. So there we go. <laughs> I'm all, Oh God. I, I hope we don't get a hood at this reunion. Like that's all we need. Candace already <laughs> came with the big bow that one time. And I was right. like, I had to fight for my life to defend that look. And I was like, okay, Candace, <laughs> like I, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of fighting. I've been fighting too much. So mm-hmm. I just hope she comes with just a clean, give me, give me a, what happened to the slit? People used to do slits mm-hmm. up the leg and they just, they call it a day, yeah. but now they don't do that anymore. I don't know. Who's going to be the most chaotic, do you think? I think Candace. Oh. <laughs> in terms of fashion, yeah. Okay. Oh, who's who's going to be the most chaotic in terms of behavior? Oh, uh, Mia. Yeah, Mia. Mia, absolutely. Okay. Makes sense. Um. Yeah, we already agreed that Mia's blue was not going to be the same color as anyone <laughs> else's blue on stage, mm-hmm. so... That makes sense. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, have you guys seen the seating chart yet? They like just Bravo account, like for some reason, yeah. posted it and they just posted it like not too long ago. But for those that are listening and have not seen it, uh, we'll start with Andy. So, you know, he's in the center mm-hmm. on his, well, on our right. So if we're looking at him and we're looking at our right, it's Giselle next to him, obviously. Ashley next to Giselle and then Wendy next to Ashley, hmm. which I feel like mm-hmm. is chaotic as fuck. Yeah. On the left side, it's Karen, Candace, Robin, Mia. So all this is very a very alarming seating chart for me, but I get I mean it's no more so alarming than them having Drew and Tanya sit together at the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. But what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were comparing it to the Atlanta seating chart because there isn't, it doesn't seem to be in any sort of order of importance, or <laughs> it also doesn't seem to be like you're not with people, like you will be yelling over people when you fight. Yeah. Oh, it's very uh, Cynthia getting her titty pulled out at the season six reunion <laughs> for fight. Yeah, okay, I, I get that. <laughs> But in a weird way, it does kind of make sense just because the usual alliances of this season and part of why I'm enjoying the season so much is like we're used to like the green eyed bandits always are on the same side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ashley and Candace are always on opposite sides. Like, mm-hmm. but there's just been such a mix up of who's fighting. And it's kind of hard for me to keep track. Like in a way, it reminds me of Salt Lake City where I'm like, wait, so who is mad at who and have they made up and where are we here? But the difference between this and Salt Lake City is like, I believe at the end of the day, all of these women actually like know each other and have a friendship. Yeah. But it would make sense that it's kind of all over the place because the feuds are all over the place. Yeah. It's so we're going to get into that because it's it's a lot. Like, I honestly can't keep track of who all is fighting. But you just you just brought up like your thoughts on the, the season overall. So I kind of want to talk about that. I think it's one of my it's one of my favorite Potomac seasons. Like I don't know if anything will top season four. Like I just love this season so much. Like that's one of my go-to kind of rewatches. <laughs> but uh I've taken notes from you, Chelsea, and I really don't I don't want to say engage because I kind of have to engage for what we do, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, get in the minutiae. I don't get into the bullshit of it at all because I kind of just want to watch the show and enjoy myself and not be bogged down by all the, the crap that comes with it online. So I'm really enjoying this season. So what are your, both of your thoughts on it? Like, are, is there anyone that you is just ruining it for you? Like, do you hate a cast member? Do you love everybody? Like, what are your thoughts? I I don't love everybody, but I am loving this season. There's nobody I want gone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I love Potomac. I think, you know, I always have said Real Housewives is like our sports. And mm-hmm. if we were all on the same side, it wouldn't be fun. Like the fun part is the silly, lighthearted fan, like back and forths. Mm-hmm. It's when it gets you know, when we start taking it too seriously and forget that at the end of the day, they all have signed up for a job. And like, if if they're okay with them doing their job, we should be okay with them doing their job. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference is people annoy me on this cast, but I still think that at the end of the day, they all understand that they're an ensemble cast and that Mm -hmm. their show works because of everybody there. And I think there's a level of respect among the women that translates because they know that they're all like important parts of this, just like well-oiled machine. And so while people annoy me, I love everybody because everybody brings something different to the table. Yeah, when Momo got too much in season five, they iced her out and said, like, enough is enough. We're not doing this with you. So now that we know these women can draw those lines, they're not drawing those lines. So if they can still continue this job and want this paycheck and are willing to come and shoot scenes with these women, that means we should be okay watching it. I agree. 
I I totally agree. I'm I'm loving this season. I don't want anybody gone. And as a matter of fact, I kind of want both Jacqueline and Sharice back next season too. Like I, I am obsessed with Sharice. I, I love, love Sharice. Shasha. I love her since season one. I her absence was truly missed. Mm-hmm. My friend, my friend was house hunting in New Jersey like a year ago, and one of the options she looked at was next door to Sharice's ex-husband and I was like please buy it I don't care I don't (laughs) how much how many renovations it needs I don't care how much it costs you buy that house because if there is even the option to ever see Sharice at a barbecue I don't know why she would go to her ex-husband's barbecue but (laughs) just please please she didn't but (laughs) no Shasha it's something it's my Shasha is my favorite type of housewife because she is both the richest person there Mm -hmm. and also kind of the most pathetic. Like Mm -hmm. she did truly, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but like bring this group of women together and it was Mm -hmm. cast basically around her. And yet she's still always (laughs) just like clamoring for the validation and attention of the other women. But at the same time, like, I mean, obviously now she's inserted herself into the mess, but even when she was just like showing up and doing nothing, (laughs) it was still perfection to me just because of how much she got under Karen Huger's skin. Like Mm -hmm. she could just have her there and don't say anything and have Karen Huger fake an allergy attack and I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite moment of this season. Well, one of my favorite moments was Mia telling the audience why she loves Sharice so much (laughs) because I feel like that's why I love Sharice so much because just Mm -hmm. her whole like soap opera actress persona just like darling I'm I'm Sharice with two R's and two S's like I (laughs) love I don't know I love the the persona of it I feel like being online like people try to turn me against her because I really don't have any issue with Sharice at all I'm like I kind of enjoy Sharice but I'm I like it I don't know I like Sharice and this whole Jacqueline and Mia thing Mm. is the oddest like most sudden friendship explosion that we've ever seen that I need Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very invested in this and I don't know why because I feel like at the root of it I don't understand what caused any of this and so I I don't think I'll ever get an explanation and that's kind of intriguing to me too so like I'm I'm what do y'all think about Jacqueline do y'all want her back or has story been told get another friend um no, I don't I mean yeah I don't think the story's necessarily been told I'm not sick of her by any means I wouldn't want her as long as the fighting moves forward like if it gets stagnant and Beverly Hills-esque where like they're still fighting about this exact thing three seasons from now no I don't need that but as long as her and Mia are ready to like really air each other's dirt out and bring new closet mm. skeletons give it to us so you know i'm an agent of chaos so (laughs) i would love for them to bring jacqueline on full time next season and have mia be the friend of karen (laughs) and switch up those dynamics because i think at the root of it obviously there's a lot of like deep-seated trauma a lot of things from their childhood like this feud goes deep they do Mm -hmm. kind of fight both like girlfriends and like girlfriend girlfriends and also like sisters which is Mm -hmm. like a weird I can't ever get my bearings of like are you guys in love with each other or do you love each other like sisters like it's very there's there's a lot of emotion there and a lot of like 
just toxicity, but I think at the root of it and kind of what she's, what Jacqueline starts to allude to is like, basically Mia's gotten too big for her britches and she got on the show and now she thinks she's better than her. So let's just shake it up, make Jacqueline full time and make Mia the one that's, you know, trying to earn that screen time. That would be great. I kind of love that. I really kind of love that. I don't, Mia and I feel like that's when the chopper is really going to sing because I feel like <laughs> The mm-hmm. moment Mia finds out that she got like downgraded to a friend, you know, Mia makes weird choices. So I feel like that's <laughs> going to be the moment where she releases Jacqueline's sex tape with Gordon, which is like, <laughs> that's your husband. Why would you do that? Like, I don't, I don't understand anything Mia does, but I'm uh-uh. still kind of intrigued by every, like every action she takes. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I love I'm, how sex positive she is just because there is such an element of, slut shaming and judging and like just you know the tinge of homophobia that these women always have and i I love that (laughs) mia is just like oh yeah no like i like to watch gordon with other women so what oh maybe he did sleep with men what are you trying to say what's wrong with that it's Uh 2023 and so he's she's kind of like the perfect foil to all of that because she's like yeah and right i do love that Mia is so, uh, such a wild card that I never know what's going to come out of her mouth. And I, I feel like we never know where her lies are going either. And that's that's probably my favorite thing about her because I'm like, what? why are you lying? About? Like, you, they literally, you're just omitting facts that don't need to be omitted. Like, you just told us that you guys have wild threesomes and all like this, but you're like, <laughs> no, we don't do it in my house. We do it at hers. And it's like, why'd you lie about it? Like, what, what are you lying for? Yeah. I, I'll never understand Mia, but I don't know if I ever want to. I don't know. I yeah, have a question I, for you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, because I, her not making sense is part of why I do love her because <laughs> then it falls into the Sharice, Drew Sidora Suttons of the world where like, you are so <laughs> pathetic, but I love you for it. Yeah. <laughs> the way I, I, I always like want to find a way to bring up my love of Drew Sidora. I don't know what it is, but I find her to be one of the most fascinating people on TV because <laughs> she has all this energy with like other women that she's willing to go to she's willing to put a dog treat and travel with it in her purse <laughs> to like another part of the state just to throw it at someone later but like her and Ralph have the weirdest like I would I would never understand Drew but it is the most it, it's the best thing to watch like give me that on Sundays again I fucking love it <laughs> oh my god you two are my 90s rom-com nostalgia experts Mm. and i don't know if you've ever felt this way but i kind of feel like mia would go perfectly in a 90s movie like i don't know why i just feel like she would fit in there somewhere i don't know what lane she would be in though but help me like what movie would you what if you had to think of a 90s movie you're like oh god that's a mia like what movie (laughs) would it be i've been trying to figure this out for the longest i just can't pinpoint where the hell i would put her well i think you said 90s i think early 2000s because early 2000s Mm. is when like things were when you go back and watch them now they didn't age well they try to be (laughs) they tried to be like edgy and of the moment but because they were pushing that line like their jokes didn't end well at all over Mm -hmm. time and i do think that's where we'd get mia um 
I can't think of a specific movie, yeah. but I know her role. She would okay. be the best friend of the evil bitch. Like yeah. she would be the person <laughs> standing next to the girl who's terrorizing our lead in high school. Yes. Yeah. So she'd be uh, the girl in white chicks that was like talking about the Niçois salad. <laughs> like she <laughs> gotcha. You know what she would, uh, Mia would be perfect for like. Wait. Oh, oh no, no, no. I thought. Because Drew Sidora is in White Chicks, right? Drew Sidora is in White Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Drew Sidora, yes. <laughs> um, I feel like Mia would work well in like, and I would take this as a compliment, Mia, if you want to. I don't know if it is though, but I feel like she would work really well in early Big Brother seasons. Oh, yeah. Like, like she would, I feel like her and, do you think her and Janelle would have gotten along? Or hated each other. One yeah. of the two, like it would have been extreme. Like they would have been terrorizing everybody, the best of friends or absolute enemies. I think she would have been good instead of Janelle because I can't see Mia Ooh. in with the nerd herd either. Like she would not have been friends with like Bo and Yvette. <laughs> Come on, Mia, second. Like none of them. <laughs> but I do, I do think Mia would have been friends with like Kesar and Howie and stuff. I need okay. a live cam on Mia. I need to <laughs> that. I need Bravo to put a live cam option so we can just see what Mia. I want to see what like a Tuesday at ten thirty p.m. looks like for Mia. Yeah, what is she up to? I feel like we we're gonna get that answer one day, and it's not gonna be what we want at all. <laughs> and then we're gonna, we're gonna demand they take those cameras down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you guys, but I feel at my personal best when I feel like things in my professional and personal life are stable, not chaotic, except for my reality TV, of course. Job, you know, isn't too demanding, isn't asking too much of me. Family is being incredibly supportive. Things are just clicking into place the way I feel that they should. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I'm the loudest person in the room when it comes to championing therapy. When I hit my 30s and felt like life wasn't going the way it was supposed to after following the blueprint that everyone had laid out for me, I started feeling horrible until I started actually talking about it. I found the right therapist for me who was going to give me open, unbiased feedback and give me the tools to actually work through some of these feelings. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it's nice to speak to someone in a complete judgment-free zone. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com comics today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash comics. Uh, kind of going along with Mia, though, her and Wendy cannot seem to just it, it's been two seasons now they just cannot be friends i don't know what it is and i need to get help me get to the root of this because 
Last season, it seemed like Wendy just was determined not to like Mia. But then this season, it kind of seemed like Wendy was really indifferent to Mia. And then Mia maybe wanted moments. I don't know what it was, but help me kind of define this relationship. Who do you think is at fault for, I won't even say demise of a friendship because they were never friends. But who do you think is is the reason why this relationship is so toxic? I don't even know if it's anyone's fault, but I think you said it perfectly. I said uh, Wendy went into last year actively not liking her and then this year doesn't care. But I think Mia has a personality where you need to like her for her to like you. So when Mm -hmm. Wendy showed her that, that that's not the case, then Mia is like, this is a bitch I hate. And I think like of all of the women on Potomac, the two of them are the thirstiest and kind of, I think the thing that's great about Potomac is that there is an element of not like on other franchises, you can tell, okay, this is the storyline they're going for. This is the moment they're trying to have. And I think the perfect juxtaposition of just (laughs) being a veteran housewife and newbies is like Ashley and Candace know when to pick their battles and when to have that moment. And Candace Mm -hmm. not even acknowledging the button up girl at that weird grand dame (laughs) and friends thing. Like that was a choice. And that was showing that she is a seasoned housewife to know, like, no, actually me saying no ma'am is going to be a way funnier scene and give me the upper hand than like engaging and letting her get the best of me. Whereas I think both Dr. Wendy and Mia are in the stage of their housewives career where if they have a moment, they're going to take it. And so then that's why like we get the fight in Miami where we're like, what are we even talking about? And I do think that Mia 100% started it, but I don't think either of the women looked good at that table. Same exact same. They've both, (laughs) I love this entire cast, but both of them, do something to me sometimes where I'm like, I I don't understand either one because I don't know what lane either one of them <laughs> want to be in. Mia wants to be like the the fun, like sex positive person. And then like one episode she wants to be, no, don't don't speak like that. I'm the I'm busy businesswoman. And then the next episode she's something else. Wendy <laughs> wants to let you know she always has four degrees, mm. but then it's like no fuck them degrees. I sell candles and they're the best candles you'll ever have and <laughs> stuff like that. And it's like I know we can all do everything we want to do, but it's like y'all are presenting us with way too much, way too fast. And sometimes it's a little, I don't know, it's it's overbearing sometimes. <laughs> but I don't know. I hey, they like it, I love it. <laughs> one of the one of the funniest things to me has been Robin, because I, I feel like it's a move that I would do too, because like I'm not spending all this goddamn money. Is I would absolutely fly to someone's wedding out of the country and then be like you know what since we're here i mean we don't gotta spend all let's go ahead and just get married the next day like i feel like that's my kind of plan do you have a death wish (laughs) see i'm not gonna let anybody know see i love it she's like no mama you can't come uh giselle you can't come it's just gonna be me my kids and my man we're gonna get married and then ain't nobody gonna know it and then we just go pop up with a ring on and it'll be okay that's my problem is that they're telling people <laughs> telling the person whose wedding mm. it really is telling the people that aren't invited this is basically you eloping anyway it's just you him and the kids so if it's just you four anyway and you four are going to go on that trip anyway just do it the next day on the beach 
like you're going to, but mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be talked about two months in advance. And I think the difference for me will be if there are Bravo cameras there, mm. then that's the issue. Like if I were the brother-in-law, mm. if Bravo shows up with a camera crew to do this like intimate ceremony that totally isn't a wedding upstaging your actual <laughs> wedding, then that's going to be the problem. Oh, yeah. But it sounds like Karen thinks that they're doing it so that like they're pretending to get married. <laughs> See, I don't understand. This is this one thing. That's one thing that's kind of weird to me too. Is Karen has made it kind of known that like <laughs> she does not think they're getting married and she doesn't care. But she asked more than anybody else. Do you think she's just being petty for camera and like purposely being like, you know what? Fuck this wedding. I'm tired of them. They're never getting married. I want to give this girl as much grief as possible. Or do you think she? Just, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I need clarity. What the hell is Karen's end game? with constantly asking Robin when she's getting married. Do you think she's just doing what the fans want to know? I think she's petty. And I think that she wants to be right. And she's basically forcing Robin's hand. Like I almost in a way think Robin is getting married just so that Karen doesn't win because Karen has brought it up so many times. I think Robin was finally like, fine, fuck our brother-in-law is getting married. Like, fine, let's do it. So that Karen shuts up. Mm Mm-hmm. I I kind of love that. No, but after um, she planned field day, I don't think that woman needs to be planning a wedding. No. I don't think she has it in her skill set. She can do a lot of things, but we saw how field day turned out. So maybe we don't, you know, try to plan a full blown wedding. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I I feel like Jamaica is. I mean, that's a a, a dream destination, but. I don't I don't know how to feel about that. I'm 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 okay with it, but I just feel like she's really only doing it to, you know, I, I feel like she would do the big wedding, but I feel like she doesn't want Karen to come. <laughs> and that's a lot of that's a lot of ways to like a lot of links to go to to True. not have one person at your wedding. But I mean, I'm petty enough to do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh Karen and Sharice. <laughs> so Shasha as we call her, she's back. And I think that's one of the best things about her being back because Karen is fully activated. But I specifically want to talk about this dinner in Mexico because I I don't know, I feel like I'm in a minority because I've seen, you know, people jump to kind of like links to justify their favorites. And, you know, they got, someone said like, you know, I've watched this scene a million times and I get what Karen's saying, like, Shasha was coming back to, you know, she only came to the funeral to, you know, uh, get back on camera and like all this kind of stuff. Do you buy into that or do you think they just asked her back like, hey, it's season seven, start coming around again? I think they've been asking her back and or she's just been coming back randomly because mm-hmm. she was even in that Monique season a couple of times without a microphone. Like Sharice right. will be there if there is an event for Sharice to be there. I don't think that she went to the funeral for that reason. I feel like she Andy's mom's funeral. You know what I mean? Like her right. going to Karen's mom's funeral isn't going to get her back on Potomac. Right. Yeah. And I do think she is like genuinely friends and has those connections like in Potomac. Like I believe that she's around and that she keeps up with people. I think that, I think it was Moni from mixing with Moni who told me that she, part of her like divorce allegedly was like not being, not doing the show for X amount of years. So Mm. she could get that big 
big, big check from her ex-husband. So I think that that was part of her initially leaving was like, oh, I'm going to get this check and then come Mm. back now. You know, I don't fact check. So that could be bullshit, but Monty (laughs) usually knows what she's talking about. But I think that like, there are shades to this, but I also think it's one of those situations where like the things that you would do, you assume that other Mm. people would do. And I Mm -hmm. think that in a way there are, parallels between Karen and LVP where they always want to be the one who is taking care of people or who is like riding the fence and like I'm looking out for her I've got the underdog and I think that like Shasha was there to support Karen but I also think her bringing it up on camera to be like I'm the only one who went to your mom's funeral like that's kind of messed up too (laughs) And I I don't, yeah, I don't think that she did it to get one over. And that's what Karen, I think, read the situation as. Like, you only came so that you'd have this later in life. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's the case. But I do think Sharice felt uh, like Karen didn't appreciate and she was taking the situation for granted. And that's, I think, Sharice wanted to remind her. She was like, well don't say all this because I was there. These other women were not there. And I don't think that that's why she went. But I think like, if you're going to forget, that's a big thing to forget, Karen. I but feel also bad. grief is a weird thing. And like, yeah. I can also understand Karen grieving both of her parents who passed away so quickly together and just being like, you know, finding a reason. Sometimes it's easier to like find somebody to be angry with than yeah. like, really sitting in just like the sadness of grief. So maybe that too. But at the end of the day, these two grown ass women screaming <laughs> across the table, like I it, I was just laughing. I was also Candace just sitting there eating my food, <laughs> watching with like big eyes. It was so good. Sharice's wig sliding off because she's sweating so much. Her doing like the Hulk clap. It was so good. <laughs> yes, to the Hulk clap. I love that. <laughs> uh, they... Uh, I, for one, want Sharice back solely for that reason. Like, because I feel like we haven't seen Karen this in the mix of shit in a long time. And I like when I think the reason why Potomac works so well is because literally everyone is in knee deep in the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Like, most of these people have no dog in most of these fights but they treat it as if their children have been personally harmed with every (laughs) incident and i kind of live for that like every i don't know what comes of anything but we know that most of them sleep well at night despite the fact that none of this shit has anything to do with them wait can we talk about sharice just casually saying that karen went to rehab and then her friends went and got her out so they could all go partying what first of all what rehab center allowed this like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this is yeah they throw some of the wildest shit out there and i hope that's addressed at the reunion because i would love to know because we got that wild accusation last season where uh she said that what would you say that jamal put giselle oh no she had giselle had to go into rehab because of uh jamal because of his cheating and that that's the reason why she was locked in there and sing sing and all that stuff so (laughs) i feel like because of that you've got to address it now you can't just ignore it so i want to know also why can't karen go to safeway (laughs) no that's the million dollar question 
That's the million dollar question that I want to know. Because in my <laughs> in my mind, if you can't go to Safeway, where the fuck can you go? Like, that's like <laughs> Bella Noche at this point. I'm like, goddamn. Now you got to go to Kroger. Who the fuck wants to go to Kroger? That's too, way too busy. Um, Ashley Darby, as messy as ever, and I fucking love it. Um, she is going through this divorce. Oh my god, my dog is. I was wondering what right you, you have got. <laughs> yeah. This- I am literally like fighting for my life over here. She knows <laughs> I've been sitting at this computer for way too long and she is not happy about it. Uh, Ashley Darby, do we think there's any chance of Ashley and Candace ever fully reconciling and becoming friends? I asked this question on Instagram. It was an overwhelming no, but I have hope. I think one day they're going to finally join forces and they're going to give this entire cast absolute hell and i kind of would love that i think the answer is no but i still think (laughs) what you said is true Mm -hmm. i think that they it'll be like i don't even know what like a superhero show where like the anti like catwoman and batman are working together but we are still enemies bitch (laughs) i love whenever you bring up comics on here donna you know that (laughs) you can thank quinn for that (laughs) <laughs> i love it and yeah. michelle pfeiffer yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> i am always rooting for these two to get together for a short alliance i really think they could just burn everything to the ground between their knowledge of like each side of this friend group like they know all the secrets they know where all the bodies are buried and it would just be amazing to see the two of them just like join forces and i think like just looking at a friendship, I think that they both have a lot they could learn from each other and they would have mm-hmm. fun together. Like my favorite scenes are when they just are like, okay, pause in us absolutely ruining each other's lives. Let's drink margaritas and laugh. And I love <laughs> that. And I'm always rooting for it. But at the end of the day, like there has been so much past hurt. But at this point, I just like, I see it on Candace's face where it's like, you see her be like, okay, this time is different. We really are moving forward. And then Ashley will be Ashley. And you see Candace be like, ah, she got me again. She got me again. <laughs> I love that Candace really had that read ready to go where she was like, when Ashley kind of, you know, let it fly at that dinner about, uh, what is it? Well, I have another friend that says Chris is inappropriate in the dms and she's like well your husband goes to so-and-so's house bleeped out i really want to know the man's name (laughs) goes his house and sucks his dick on a regular basis and it's like (laughs) whoa that's okay (laughs) i mean we know many of people that do that Uh, good god like that's an accusation but that (laughs) i I love and believe by the way but speaking of that chris bassett how do y'all reconcile a lot of this shit that is being said about him. Do you believe any of it? Or are you just like, I don't believe none of the shit they're saying. And this is a, an attempt to kind of bring down Chris and bring down Candace. Ultimately. This house is a Brown Dick Chris Stan (laughs) house. We stand with Brown Dick Chris. I do still to this day, hope he seeks medical attention because his Dick should not be Brown, but I think there, I don't think he's perfect by any means. I think he's married to Candace. Like there's clearly, there's something there, you know, I love Candace, but there's something there, but I think all of this, like, I think that they took something and ran with it. And I think that with the Giselle part of it, she is entitled to having her line in the sand and what she's comfortable with. And she is 
it is completely valid to say for me personally, I do not feel comfortable being behind closed doors with a man. That is something I'm not comfortable with, but there's Mm -hmm. a difference between saying that I'm uncomfortable being behind closed doors with a man and then making it what she did, which is like, I was uncomfortable because of Chris. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's, that's just like a very dangerous game to play. And then I think we saw other people take that and run with it. And like, I just love that the editors couldn't even pretend like they were like, (laughs) okay, and here's the feedback. Here's the, the, the flashback of Chris still not looking at this person. And here's Chris still not looking at this person god i love that now do (laughs) you i i don't like chris because of the way he talks to candace but i Mm. don't think that he's unfaithful but i almost feel like the editing is too much on candace's side where i'm afraid at the reunion we will get like a scene where it's the opposite because we've never seen editors like backing someone so much oh, like that. I'm so nervous. Oh, now see, I hadn't even considered that. I oh, almost dear. feel like the women overplayed their hand because we were gearing up for a bad brown dick Chris season because they uh-huh. were showing him last season drinking brown liquor in the day. He's <laughs> drinking too much. He's unemployed. Like we were gearing up to a this is going to be a bad edit for this husband yeah. season. And I think that the other women just like overshot and they overplayed their hand and I think that sometimes I feel like production gets angry when the women kind of try to take it into their own hands and so I could almost see them being like nope nope only Backfire. we get to ruin people's mm. lives for sport <laughs> not you that's true uh, that's a theory I'm now I'm I'm nervous for them at the reunion now, now, like, I'm now nervous, I'm, I know I'm like what are they gonna do because I like one of the best parts of uh season four was that you know, us constantly hearing these rumors about Michael and how gross he is and all that kind of stuff. And then just randomly at the end of an episode, they play the footage yeah. where you grab the guy and they're, he's like, don't do that shit. And I was like, that was the most enthralling three minutes of television I've ever watched in my life. Like it was, I mean, someone was blatantly sexually assaulted. So like that's not right, funny, right, right. but so, I mean, like gross is like, Michael Darby has got to be the grossest person. I know he's so glad he's not on this show anymore. <laughs> I, I honestly believe that's the reason they got a divorce. He's like, look, quit this damn show. I hate this shit. Cause she seems like she would have gone back for a number of reasons at this yeah. point. I think it's sad. in his hands. I think that, yeah. I think it's in his hands. I think that they had an agreement, some sort of open adjacent marriage i think Mm -hmm. ashley wanted to change the terms of that and he was like no and then i do wonder because candace made a comment earlier in the season in passing about like do you believe this divorce so i almost wonder if Mm. ashley thought it was a storyline and then it was going to be kind of like a redemption arc of them like working through their Mm. issues but then Gollum blindsided her and was like oh nope we're getting divorced for real because just like the chaos of the front half of the season for her in terms of the divorce she was so all over the place it really felt like a woman who was figuring it out on the fly in front of our eyes and there was that weird like not drinking thing too Mm -hmm. I felt Mm. like there were a lot of stipulations I don't know what and in real time she made a mention I don't know if she said it in an interview or put it in a caption or something but she said like her and Luke didn't work out because 
she didn't use Michael's name, but Blaine she said, like, yeah, a man in my life put him through hell or something. Mm-hmm. And I think and it was on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy uh like basically came out and he was like, oh, it's because of Michael. Then she was like, yeah, mm. <laughs> so yeah, he's the reason. Which is weird. Like, let her date. If you don't want, yeah. if you are acting like you blatantly don't want her anymore, then let her go be happy. Right. But I'm sure he's a, I mean, he's a nightmare to be married to. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. how much of a nightmare he is to divorce from. Oh God, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, God, I was gonna ask something else about Ashley, but who fucking knows? This show, listen, trying to keep up with everything going on in this show is a lot. I mean, it's it's a great problem to have, but because you know, you, Beverly Hills, we'd be getting one storyline and dragging it for nineteen uh, episodes. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. it, it's fun that we get a, we, you never know who's gonna be beefing the episode you turn on of uh, <laughs> Potomac. So that's fun. Uh, kind of final thoughts about Potomac this season. What are your hopes for the rest of the season? What are your hopes for the reunion? What are your hopes for next season? Like, you want this exact same cast? Do you want a newbie thrown in there somewhere? Like, what are your hopes? I know that Chacha wasn't on that seating chart, but I do hope that she is at the reunion <laughs> because when she was full time, the only time she, I loved her the whole time, but the only time <laughs> she truly delivered were the reunions. Mm-hmm. Like, must be a small street. Um, <laughs> all, they were all of the Sharif moments. It's mute. <laughs> <laughs> All yes. of her best moments were the reunions. So now that she's giving good moments in the season, I would love to see what a reunion looked like with Sharice. Plus, I feel like we can't have a reunion without Jacqueline. That would be ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if she's there, it would be a disservice to not have Sharice there as well. True. Where, wait a minute, where is Mia sitting at this reunion? Hold on, I forgot the I fact. think she's on the four-person side, which would make yeah, sense because yeah. then so Jacqueline could mm-hmm. sit across. Perfect. But don't you kind of feel like the women have bonded more with Jacqueline than they have with Mia? Like, I, I almost do. feel like <laughs> yeah. they have, like, more empathy and understanding for Jacqueline than they do for a person that's been on their cast for two seasons <laughs> now, which is just funny. I, I feel like they sympathize because they know that she's had to put up with Mia for so long. So they're like, good God, we've done this shit for two years and we're exhausted. Like you've been doing this for two decades, my Lord. Yeah, yeah. I think Mia comes from the Jen Shah school where she like <laughs> watched Housewives for a long time and then wants to come and deliver that kind of performance. And mm-hmm. it's not genuine. And I think viewing that plus viewing Mia like last year she did it to her mom brought her on and ran her over with oh, a bus yeah. this year she's doing it with Jacqueline and I think like they're witnessing that and saying like okay me is the problem here yeah <laughs> I will say though weirdly I do and I mean who knows but I do feel like her and Gordon have a nice marriage like I think that they, oh, absolutely. they both very much enjoy each other. Like, because a lot of times somebody that toxic, it's like, okay, well, in season three, she's going to ruin her husband's life yeah. or they're going to get a divorce. <laughs> but like, I really do think the two of them have a nice working understanding of like what they both want out of this relationship. Yeah, I think the mm-hmm. only thing that could hurt this is if Jacqueline has something in her artillery that she mm. chooses to use. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like she's there yet. Like maybe with all this stuff that's been going online and all of that, that she'll be like ready for the reunion. But in this Mexico trip, like you, she was just sitting there drinking tea. (laughs) (laughs) Like she was like, just like shaking and like ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my God. I'm, I wonder if the reunion is going to be a different story. I wonder if we're going to get a Jacqueline that's fully loaded and tired of the social media bullshit. And then comes out with a fucking grenade launcher ready to go. I want you going to be like, and my oldest child is Gordon or something like that. And it's like, Whoa, like that's a lot. Love it though. All my children. So I would love that, but Oh, Oh boy. You guys, thank y'all for coming to chat Potomac with me. Tell oh them God. like all the, I know y'all have like exciting stuff. Like what, okay. What's the next movie y'all are going to do? This episode is going to be out in like a couple of days. So, like what's the next movie you guys are going to cover? So th- this weekend we're covering Spice World. Um, oh. And then next weekend is. Bring it on. Oh yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait for it. I love that. Yeah. And if you guys have not listened to our podcast, it's just chaos, but we've had Kendrick (laughs) on twice now. And Uh so go check out his episodes and you'll know pretty quickly if our podcast is for you. (laughs) (laughs) And if it is for you, rate us five stars. And if it's not, just turn it off. You don't have to. Don't rate us. It's okay. (laughs) And I do want to say both of my episodes were Julia Stiles episodes. So I need to know what Julia Stiles movie you're watching (gasps) next so that I can come Mm. back. Well, I think funny we said, you oh, should say that. Point. Oh, yeah, we do have to watch. Oh, but I just <laughs> told Chelsea about a Julia Stiles movie that was direct to VHS where she tries to fuck her dad. So we will be covering that no. eventually. Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah, she kills the mom so she can fuck the dad. It's oh. really good. Goodness. Well, even if I don't get to come on and cover it, I kind of want to watch that movie. So <laughs> text me and tell me the title of it. Of course. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, plug all your stuff. Tell them where they can find you and everything. Social media, where they can download the podcast. Tell them everything. Sure. You can follow me at, you can follow me on TikTok, (laughs) Twitter, and Instagram at Real Donnywood. And then you can listen to our podcast, I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast, wherever you get your shows. And like Chelsea said, we cover 90s and 2000s movies, but basically just talk about ourselves. And then over on our (laughs) Patreon, patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One, we're currently rewatching the first season of Glee. Chelsea's never seen it before. It's been a a ride. I'm one episode down and I feel like I've aged 25 years, but yet I'm kind of hooked. And if you are new to our podcast, I always suggest just going down our docket and finding a movie you really love or really hate, or just Mm -hmm. a guest that you like, because it's not so much about the movie and more just tales of our embarrassing childhood. So you can follow me on Instagram at Ono Chels. I would say follow me on Twitter, but all those just get screenshotted and posted to Instagram. so there you go i i kind of want you before we go chelsea tell them three adjectives you would use to describe mr shoe because i caught your glee live your (laughs) your recording about that and i was thoroughly entertained and i know that you think he's the most repulsive human being alive so Mm -hmm. give them give the gleeks out there three adjectives to describe (sighs) I mean, this man should be in jail. He makes my vagina just shrivel up and die. But I would say um, creepy. Okay. Stalkery and pathetic. I love that you use creepy and stalkery. (laughs) They're different. They're creepy and stalkery. Perfect. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. I I love that. I'm looking forward to a lot more Glee coverage. So I'll be there. (laughs) Y'all, I've been Kendrick. That's been I Am The Cute One. And we'll see ya.
Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you.